Hi there and welcome to the Creative Review Podcast. My name's Eliza Williams and I'm CR's editor. And I'm here today to take part in a review of the Christmas ads that have come out. I'm joined on this quest by my colleagues Rachel Stephen. Hello. And Amy McLaughlin. Hi. And we're all gathered to talk about the ads, mainly the UK ads, but maybe some from overseas too. Uh, Because as you're likely aware, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you'll know that Christmas ads in the UK have become a thing in recent years, or probably the last decade or so, largely due to the John Lewis ad, which is now a sort of quite major event each year. Uh, But also it's joined now by big ads really from all the major brands. So we're going to sort of discuss this this year's lot. Uh, but just to set it in context, this year is a bit of a strange one, uh, at least from my point of view, I think, because I feel like it's the year that politics has nicked Christmas, has stolen Christmas uh, by virtue of us having the election on December 12th. So it feels like a slightly un-Christmassy feeling to have a load of political campaigning happening alongside some quite shiny Christmas ads. But maybe that's just me. Um To start off with, I'm going to turn to Amy, who has been writing a lot of the uh, Christmas ad stories for us. Um, Amy, are you feeling Christmassy? Um, Kind of. (laughs) Um, I'd say it. So, yeah, I've been going to the the screenings have kind of been they kicked off beginning of last week um, and have been rolling over the last two weeks. And there's still a couple more to come tomorrow and I think early next week so I'd say that they've definitely been getting better as they've been going along yeah <laughs> um so I had a couple last week which were maybe a bit more on the dodgy side um but uh I went to Sainsbury's early this week which was probably one of the bigger ones okay um tell us a bit about the screening things because I have to say I would say Christmas ads are pretty much the only time nowadays that we go to pre-release screenings for ads it used to be a really quite a big thing uh certainly like over a decade or so ago, showing my age here. Um, but nowadays we sort of just get sent a link. But because of the importance of the Christmas ads, you get invited to special screenings. So are, are they good fun? Yeah, they're quite they're a little bit of a surreal experience. As you said, it's just quite different to um, any other way that an ad would be kind of in, unveiled the rest of the year. So it normally, like some of the ones that I've been to so far, you sort of get sent like a pre-event Christmas hamper with some Ooh. nice mince pies and champagne stuff like that which is a nice little treat to warm you up yeah (laughs) um and yeah they're sort that I mean the John Lewis one in particular is is quite a fun event because it's obviously so shrouded in secrecy like I think even people who work at John Lewis don't really know anything about the ad until like the day before it launches or something yeah um so I went to that one yesterday um, and that was basically you go you go to the Oxford Street store and you get picked up and whisked away by one of the PR team taken up to this sort of secret <laughs> room. You blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to, we had actually had to watch the ad with um, headphones on so that no one else, like any customers that were walking around the store wouldn't be able to hear like even a snippet of the ad. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it, it was a really nice experience because they kind of make it this like, very festive little like lounge area with a with a roar, like roaring fire and stuff like that and then they had obviously with John Lewis ads inevitably there's going to be a load of merch that goes with it so they had like little Edgar the Dragon cuddly toys that you could like cuddle up to while you're watching it um and loads of <laughs> <laughs> which which obviously I was getting really into um and loads of um 
Edgar the Dragon like branded <laughs> oh, branded biscuits, branded biscuits <laughs> and cupcakes. All these journalists are alive, <laughs> just cuddling up with their milk and Edgar biscuits. <laughs> yeah, we got really like cozy really quick. Um, yeah, there was sort of an unlimited amount of um, Edgar cupcakes and biscuits, which you could help yourself to. But well, so you, that you were eating Edgar while you were you were eating Edgar while <laughs> you were watching Edgar. Um, but you weren't obviously because it's top secret. You weren't allowed to take them away with you. So there was sort of a mad dash at the end to get your okay, film you couldn't even got take kicked a out <laughs> yeah. i know you didn't try and like sneak a toy under your, your coat no you? i was a bit I, I was afraid of the wrath of john lewis so i yeah. was kind of on my best behavior this year but maybe <laughs> okay. i'll push the boat next year what do you think of the adjectives let's start with john lewis because it is the always the biggest one mm-hmm. uh right did you like edgar edgar the dragon it's oh called, i it? did i thought it was lovely <laughs> <laughs> which you know i know um it follows a formula, but I feel like I've, I've I feel like this year there was a period of time where it felt like everyone started copying the John Lewis formula, um, and I kind of feel like actually a lot of people moved away from that this year, which I think we'll, we'll probably get onto. But it didn't feel like there were quite as many kind of schmaltzy ads and slow soundtracks, and but I think John Lewis have actually kind of held firm with what they know works with theirs. I think last year they deviated from it with Elton John, and I think that proved a little bit divisive. And I feel like they've kind of gone back to this tried and tested formula, but. Actually, I think there's something quite nice in that, especially given the whole context of everything else that's going on in the UK right now, is that that's kind of one of the things we love about Christmas, right? It's routine and it's 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 kind of comfort in all the things we know that are coming, like whether it's putting your tree up or Christmas dinner or all those little rituals. And so I feel like this year they really kind of brought it back to like all the things that everybody loves about a classic John Lewis Christmas ad. And I think there's actually something in it in itself, being able to do that, but every year tell a different story that still has that little kind of aha moment or a surprise. So with the... Christmas pudding this year sorry everyone if you haven't seen it yet that's a big spoiler there, spoiler there. <laughs> should have put a warning uh, at the start of this but um but I think kind of being able to bring in those elements of surprise to think of those different characters and those different stories every year I mean Man on the Moon is still my all-time favorite one is I it think. that's interesting because yeah. that and one is often... the monster well you've picked I would say there you've controversially picked two that I think people often see mm-hmm. as the worst like the Man on the Moon definitely is is sort of I get the impression that everyone's a bit like, well, wish that one didn't happen. But I also like that one. Yeah, I just thought it was so different and I just felt like it really got you. And actually, I feel like we see so many stories that and, and ads that seem so desperate to make you shed a tear at Christmas time, but it's actually quite hard to do and a lot of them just leave you feeling a bit, meh. Yeah. But I think Man on the Moon, I think, was quite emotional and it kind of spoke to a, a real problem at Christmas, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like with Edgar that they are trying to... I mean, I know people are saying they're crying, are they really? <laughs> uh, but people are, you know, they do. It seems to be that's the stock response to the John Lewis ad is I'm shedding tears. But I didn't feel it was actually trying to trying no. to upset you so much this year. Like I he was, it was funny more like the bringing you character. joy and it making was very you smile. And... I think yeah. by the end of it. Um, and he, I mean, I think they obviously you were saying about the sort of formula thing. I think they kind of learned that getting like a cute animal in there, like Monty the Penguin, was a good example. Mm. It's kind of a guaranteed heart warmer. Um, and they did really, when I was at the screening, they sort of went a little bit more into detail about the background of how they developed Edgar as a character um, and how they kind of envisaged him as like this sort of very cute young dragon. Like they wanted him to be like almost a toddler dragon who's still learning his way. Um, it's just, like, it's just oh, very, oh, oh. yeah, it's just very, he's just very endearing. He's, yeah, he's, he's the, for smile. me, he's like by far and away the best thing about the John Lewis ad. The worst thing for me is the music. I just can't bear the music, personally. I know neither of you 
feel quite strongly about this or, or strongly at all. But I mean, I, I think generally I find the, um, I, I totally agree with you, Rach, that the formula thing definitely works for John Lewis and, and I totally understand why they do that. I, the one thing I wish they would change is the kind of whimsy cover version thing Especially this year, it just felt weird with the Victorian setting to then have this kind of 80s power ball ballad. Oh, I just, yeah, just hate the song. I suppose it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? So much so that I muted it when I listened to this. I watched it the second song. <laughs> you don't really need the music. No, you don't yeah, enjoy it almost. You can just have the, the dragon. The dragon also reminds me very much of Zog, which is this uh, children's character from um, oh, Julia it, Donaldson. Yeah, Julia Donaldson, the Gruffalo author. Uh, it's quite, he's quite similar sort of vibe to that, this sort of mishap dragon, but you know, still exceptionally cute. Yeah, I was getting the sort of Shrek, land far, far away yeah. vibes yeah. as well. But I think it was really well executed. Definitely. Yeah. Which I think maybe the, maybe the kind of slightly 80s, 80s? Yeah, 80s. Yeah, 80s tune. I guess. The Shrek soundtrack had a bit of that, didn't it? And like the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing. But I get what I get what you mean, and I think it's it's hard in an ad, isn't it? If if immediately you don't like yeah, the way the song is done or the music, <laughs> it's very hard to enjoy it without that just grating on you a little bit. Mm. But yeah, yes. But you know, I think on the whole, it's as well. It's beautifully made. It's Dougal Wilson again directing. Who has? I think he directed. Monty the Penguin. And he he's did, um, the boxer one as well. The box one, which was one I very much liked. Mm. I like the little girl in the box one. It's interesting. We now know the thing, right? So it's almost to the point where you, it's like a, it's sort of like a, a Hollywood sequel or something that yeah. <laughs> you kind of. But there's, I don't know. Like you say, it, it sort of works. I think because the production values are always so high. I think that's what makes it. So moving on, mm -hmm. I mean, another one with amazingly high production values and sort of a similar kind of um, setting is the Sainsbury's ad, which is uh, another kind of quite long story. But again, quite funny. It seemed like they've, they've gone funny. Yeah, there. I felt like they... I, I don't think everyone is going to love it, but I'd say it's actually they did a pretty good job because they were kind of... What they were saying they wanted to do was um, 150th birthday so they were like this is probably the only year that we can really like go hard on that kind of Dickensian um era style story about it feeling like really really cliched and like oh god why have Sainsbury's done that um so they went down that route which I think was fair enough but they didn't make it too Dickensian and miserable and sort of old-fashioned they had sort of little bits of humour and light in it as well, which I think they got, they definitely pulled the balance off in the end. Um, and they kind of had like little nods to, um, they uh, they were saying they wanted to make it like the origin story of um, Father Christmas. So looking at like, if Father Christmas was Batman, how would they sort of tell like that or, or that origin story, which is quite like a funny way of thinking about it. It is almost weirdly confusing. When Do you find it confusing? I, I, yeah, a bit, to be honest. Yeah. I think they did sort of say there's like lots of things that because it's a, quite a long film as well. I watched it back a few times now and there's definitely stuff which the first time just completely went over my head. And then I was like, oh, right. Yeah, that kind of makes sense now. Um, so it's maybe what maybe it's a grower. Yeah. I wonder if they also did that because there are certain Christmas ads you just get very sick of seeing, don't you? Especially now because mm. they seem to be getting earlier every year. Like It used to be mid-November and now it was the first week in November and I yeah. think some of them were dropping on like Halloween. And Well, yeah, which was why the politics thing felt weird because we were so deep in the kind of Brexit thing at that point. I was like, why are you playing a 
Christmas I had. Yeah, I just felt very incongruous. But I wonder if that Sainsbury's one definitely felt like there was these little kind of Easter eggs that were kind of put through it. And it's I, I hadn't quite clocked the origin story the first mm. time I was watching. And then as soon as, of course, when you see that last shot and he puts on the hat, you get the music and the kind of padding back shot. It just looks like all of those Marvel films. And there's that kind of strange shot with the London skyline yeah. where it's contemporary, which really jars with it. But I think there's, I guess there's maybe supposed to be those little bits that you're kind of picking up on when you see it again. But I liked that they took what could have, when you start saying the Dickensian thing at the start, I think you think, oh, this is going to be quite well, twee. And it's, yeah, and is it going to be this really tugging at the heartstrings about giving at Christmas and like really serious and honest. Oh, God. Oh, giving at Christmas. I think you think it's going to be this really serious um, ad and actually it, it's it's a little bit more fun and lighthearted than, than what you're expecting, which is a nice surprise, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, there's none that have been really mawkish and... You know, because there was a year, oh, yeah. I can't, I, they all blow into one, but there was one year where everything was kind of gloomy. And so maybe, I mean, I guess that's maybe recognising that we're, we're in a sort of fairly sort of bleak period in other areas of life, so you don't need it drummed into you in Christmas. So there's, that very, there's a very, moving away from the UK briefly, there's a very funny Aussie <laughs> advert. Is it for Audi? Is that right? I think it's Audi Australia, the Miracle Ham. <laughs> it's actually one of my favourites this year because it's just really silly and weird. Yeah. I don't think there's enough of that. So it's like, yeah, it's true. It's like, so the premise is basically there's a, a, the ha- this ham that you can never stop slicing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the never-ending ham. And it becomes um, a sort of mythical, the whole village gathers in this room and it's just slicing more slices. And there's this feast for about 100 people and then, of course, the ham's in peril yeah. at one point. I won't give it away. Yeah, dropping yeah, all these spoilers. Yeah, so, you have to watch it for yourself. The cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that works. I think... For me, once it really didn't work and I was kind of, um, I mean, I'm quite a Grinch about the Christmas ads in some ways. I mean, partly because I think everyone talks about Christmas ads as being the Super Bowl of uh, advertising in the UK, which if you didn't work in advertising, probably have no clue really what that means. But essentially in America, the Super Bowl event is when people, the companies still spend enormous amounts of money on ads because it's seen as the moment where it's a great competition and you reach loads of people. The problem with doing it at Christmas here is that you're sort of stuck, you know, at least with the Super Bowl, they can do loads of different themes. So mm. you could be funny, you can have politics, you can have emotional, whatever. Whereas it just feels, it's beginning to feel like how many years on, like 10 or 11 years on since the John Lewis thing started all this. It's beginning to feel slightly like, oh, everyone's running out of ideas. Yeah, really. they all yeah. just end up kind of copying each other. You're like, oh, that kind of seems like that, that, that other brand did that other year and then that other brand did it as well. Well, exactly. And yeah, you just... almost want a Christmas ad that's not about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh... I was thinking about it because I was like, have we reached peak? Is it it's like, have we, just, <laughs> have we run out of the Christmas stories? Like, there's only so many ways you can tell a story about a kid who's, you know, wrapping up pencils in his bedroom because he doesn't exactly. have any money, but it's heartwarming. And but, but then you think about actually the amount of different stories in popular culture that you have that are set at Christmas and how many different ways they can go that surely there's more scope to you so can still have a Christmas setting but yeah maybe we're enough. all trying to yeah. <laughs> despite the fact that well it, I mean I think there is this, because of what you were saying at the beginning about the traditional thing there is this I can imagine the conversations where people don't want to be risky and there's the Selfridges ad this year where mm-hmm. I mean it is fashion it's very fashion it's very fashion, fashion. fashion. So but uh, <laughs> it's sort of super cool isn't it and uh that feels a bit anti-Christmas somehow mm. that's just gone full consumerist Christmas rate hasn't it unashamedly yeah. and it's it's kind of like quite a bold you know what everyone else is like well should we cut back should we talk about how it's time to 
you know, very psyched with your family, they're like, just buy loads of shiny <laughs> stuff. And, there's an, and you don't really seem to have much emotion, according to that ad. Although it has a weird true. ending. It's the ending of it almost sort of, almost suggests that there is a dark side to living like that. I'm like, I don't know if I'm over Someone's been trying to sneak that in, do you think? I think so. It's like this, you know, the central character sort of suddenly looks very troubled. So, um, who knows? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it does have one, when you watch it on YouTube, the opening comment is, that is the worst Christmas ad ever. <laughs> which, uh, which I, you sure know, it seemed quite harsh, but, you know, it had an awful lot of views, so it's done its, it's, done its job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the Argos one? That was the one that seemed to kick everything off, and Adweek in the US said, uh, this is, it's something, it was really, they were really keen on it, and it said something like it was the, the best Christmas ad for years. Mm-hmm. So I sort of, went off to watch it and I again Grinch like over here but I really didn't like it did you like it is it the, the drumming, drumming what I thought it was quite funny um but I didn't really have that was sort of it then I was like oh yeah after the first like 30 seconds I was like that's kind of they could have ended it there really yeah I didn't need to drag it on that much longer I didn't yeah it definitely wasn't like one of my favorites for sure I like the little yeah. girl she was great she was oh yeah she was really good you should have just had it on her. I think, Rach, you were saying this earlier when we were talking about it. Just, it should have been just just her, almost, if you can do an ad. Yeah, that. I almost felt it became quite confusing. And I may be just being a bit pedantic here, but that whole book of you idea, and I think they wanted to flip it, and we normally talk about Christmas, you know, kids finding their perfect present, so let's make it a dad this time. And But then I started, it almost felt like it was then confusing having the two of them there, and I just don't know. I, I Yeah, she was so entertaining to watch. Um drumming and I think yeah. a lot of people will love it purely for the song choice and it will kind of provoke that sense of nostalgia but I wasn't really sure as a Christmas ad whether it it, it did anything particularly yeah. kind of exciting or revolutionary. It seemed weird having Jim Kerr on the video of like him doing the I don't know it just it was a weird <laughs> a weird mix of things I don't know but yeah the other um, one that really surprised me this year was Ikea and I think it's because so the IKEA ad, if you've not seen it, is um, uh, a, a family at home and they're being kind of shamed about their decor by all of these figurines and, and ornaments around the house. Um, and I like that they they obviously thought, let's not try and do anything that's too like cloying or too sentimental. Um, let's try and do something that's a bit more funny and unexpected. And I think there's a really good truth there about uh, how everyone gets a bit panicky about having all these people around your house and all of a sudden all the things in your house that... Um, are probably fine for you when you're in there start to just bug you and drive you mad and um but it just felt a little bit negative compared to ikea's normal advertising and about um that whole sense of bringing like joy to your every day and helping you you know all these practical solutions to, to help kind of make life easier for you that one felt very the house looks a bit shit you better run out and buy stuff yeah it didn't feel ikea-ish actually because generally yeah. they're very positive advertisers i think being yeah. They kind of try and make you feel good. Yeah. So it was a yeah, weird twist. Maybe it just wasn't funny enough. Yeah. I, d- I thought that, I mean, I'm a sucker for like a groan track. So the DW, <laughs> the DW, I was like, that's genius. But then I just felt like, yeah, maybe the execution was slightly off because it just kind of felt, it slightly jarred with me that like, oh, I've already got to go and spend loads of money on gifts and... Uh, you know <laughs> you too food and, <laughs> you go and everything this Christmas like do I really need to like you know cover up a crack in my wall with a new mirror when the, the other one's not actually like my old one's fine and it just I don't know it just jarred slightly at the end yeah yeah and actually when they put all the Ikea stuff in 
And, you know, I like Ikea stuff. I don't have anything against it, but it just looked a bit showroomy. <laughs> and I was kind of like, the whole thing of Christmas in so many ways is about that personalised feeling of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, don't I almost wondered if I could have had um, an ad that was all about the funny kind of makeshift things you have to do when you have loads of people in the house or something like that. Like, I think mm. that idea of kind of having to squeeze everyone in, like, I'm sure there are lots. I liked that idea yeah, of kind of using have, that. You could have had extra but... chairs or something rather than it being that what you have is just rubbish. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it was just the shaming nature of it felt a little bit like we've got so many things we're all really anxious about yeah. right now. We don't need the house to be another one of them, I guess. It's true. Yeah, yeah. One that I like, another, just thinking of ones with messages, is there was um, HP did the one with Michelle, directed by Michelle Gondry, which obviously is always going to be a make you look, um, but which was sort of about screen time. Um, and although I think HP makes screens too, don't they? Yeah, they make laptops <laughs> and all sorts of things, but I think that one was specifically about printing. Yeah, so it was. It sort of. I thought it was quite funny when it said the twelve days of screen time at the mm. start, because I think anyone who has kids probably can relate <laughs> to that um, <laughs> yeah. that sort of analogy of okay, Christmas holidays start, and you know the battle of the battle of the screens. But um, and because it's Gondry, he makes they they obviously just said do your thing, yeah, and he makes these incredible. Uh, sort of ha handmade looking sets and things which are lovely I think yeah so. definitely I think there was what I quite liked about that one as well is although there were like lots of the shots of kind of teens texting and things there was loads of different age groups as well because I know at Christmas now yeah. I've got my mum and my grand sitting there and they're swiping through and one of them's on their Kindle <laughs> and the other one's on the iPad and you know it was quite it was quite nice that it was the whole family it's true. Um, yeah and I think there, so there the just... kids who get the, the group, like... <laughs> yeah they get the bad rep but actually there's that one shot of the expanding sofa when it's just the whole family just like, they're glued to it and um yeah I think it definitely made you chuckle because I think everyone would recognize those scenes um and also I, I like the idea that they had all those kind of analog activities that you could go and download and, and print and that just seemed like quite a fun way to promote something that could have been quite Dry, the subject yeah, of I think they I think they really actually brought that to life. I mean, it is very Michelle Gondry. If you mm. like his thing, it would you would know it. But they did a really good job of making printing actually seem really good fun, which yeah. you know is obviously what the ad was meant to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap things up by just picking what are your favourites this year and what what should go in the dumper. <laughs> um, I think my favourites are going to be John Lewis. And the Audi Christmas ham. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, what should go in the dumper? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't hugely a fan of the uh, the Debenhams one. Um, the Debenhams one was a little, just a bit. Um, it, just in case you haven't seen it, there's not much going on in it in a way, really. It's sort of, it's sort of mm -hmm. play word wordplay and a bit wacky, but yeah. And then just it's not a big, it's not, yeah, and then yeah. loads of products. And I just think that's quite an old-fashioned way to do things now almost. Like, you have so many other channels where you can just go full product, so use Instagram for that, but just let's tell us a story at Christmas if you're going to be interrupting. We haven't talked about M&S and Boots, actually, just suddenly. Yes. <laughs> M&S was going to go in my dumper, so. Okay, all right, well, let's start. So, you're, are you putting Debenhams in the I'm dumper? I'm going to put Debenhams in the dumper. Okay, sorry, <laughs> Debenhams. Um, so, well, let's start with the dumper. M&S, sorry, going straight in the dumper. Um... I feel like they just sort of thought that... They what, happened, what happened in it? Tell so it's basically, they've gone... I think they've probably thought about, oh, you know, High Street not having a great year, let's go hard on pushing product. They were like, what sells well at Christmas? Jumpers. 
Uh, <laughs> it's true. Then they were like, what song would go jumpers? <laughs> Jump around <laughs> by House of Pain. And then it just sort of evolves it. The whole ad is just these people jumping around in jumpers. Um, yeah. It's just a little bit cliche, doesn't it? I kind of, as soon as I saw what the title of the ad was, I was like, I wonder what the song's going to be to go with that. Yeah. Um, and it all just kind of unfolded from there. So, and, it's yeah. a, and it feels a bit of a rip-off, doesn't it, as well? Is the other thing. A little, it, it reminded me a little bit of the... Um, Spike little bits. <laughs> Kenzo ads that came out a couple of years ago. It's all that sort of wacky dancing, like yeah. crazy facial expressions. Um, so I just... And I just kind of felt like... that I don't know. I just don't know if MLS can pull off a funny ad. I don't know if that's too harsh, but I just feel like they should stick to their strengths a bit more, which is like maybe more down the sort of sentimental yeah. route. I feel sort of sad for M&S in a way though, because I think they're just in such a difficult place. Mm. And uh, in so many ways, they, they're sort of on the one hand, they want to be every, every man or every woman sort of thing. And then in another way, they sort of want to try and be cooler because that's how they'll sell more clothes. And it just feels like, it, like there's an indecision about what to be. And in some ways that, I guess the ad, that ad feels more in the, trying to be in the cooler bracket. Yeah. Which I don't mind so much. It's more, I don't mind them doing that. It's more just annoyed me that, because that Spike James Kenzo ad was so huge that it just feels slightly too obvious to try, for me. Or maybe I watched too many ads. Yeah, no, I, I did think the same thing when I saw it. So, yeah. yeah. What's in your, what's your number one? I'm going to have to be really basic and say John Lewis and Waitrose. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, yeah. Of course, because it's sorry, Waitrose. And Waitrose, yeah. Because, I mean, especially for their first year doing their ad together, I think that was probably quite a lot of pressure as well. Um, and uh, again, we sort of mentioned the spoiler already, so I feel like it's probably fine to mention <laughs> it again. But having to get in that sort of classic John Lewis, like heartwarming storytelling, but then also Waitrose as an obvious food focus... Um, so just putting in a little Christmas pudding twist at the end, I just sort of, I just thought it came together really nicely. And Edgar is just adorable, so that's yeah, got to be the favourite. Yeah, likes the Christmas pudding. Yeah, <laughs> I feel, what about you, I was, well, see, the John Lewis one, I feel it's both my favourite and least favourite because I love <laughs> Edgar because <laughs> I think Edgar's great and I think it's really nicely done. And I, and I just say it hangs as a story, it hangs together clearly. But the music, man, <laughs> the music just kills it for me. So it's like that that's what would stop me going to watch it again. But, you know, that's a personal thing. You can't win them all. Not a Bastille fan. Not a Bastille fan. <laughs> or an REO. Is it REO? Or, uh, oh, Speedwagon. Yeah. REO Speedwagon, yeah. yeah. Neither that. So it's a winner and a loser for me in one. <laughs> What's going in the dumper for you? Well, this is what I mean. I feel like it's maybe, it's sort of both... I don't know, because in the dump, well, I can't put it in the dumper just for the song. I don't know. In the dumper, there's sort of all the others, maybe. I, I have to say, there's, there's, all not, the rest. there's not been any that I've really this year felt like. it's There's sort of aspects of different ones that I think are good, mm. but they, I just feel there's, there's not enough stuff that's rising up this year. And uh, maybe Tesco, we're, this, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon, Tesco's one is... The screenings tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the one that's gonna knock everyone. It's their hundredth. I think it's the hundredth birthday as well. So. Okay. Okay. Could be a good one. We'll see. Well, and maybe Apple. I don't. I don't think Apple's has come out yet. Yeah, Apple. Like, yeah, they come out later in the in the US, don't they? So, uh, so let's see what happens. But at the moment, John Lewis is my favourite, and the rest I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
All right, let's leave it there. We've talked enough about Christmas ads. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you go to the CR website at creativereview.co.uk, you can read lots more about Christmas ads if you would like. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.